0: Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO, and I'm your host, Doug Lear, the last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Hey, lest we not forget a big happy Mother's Day to my mom, Marianne Lear in Valley City. My wife needs a happy mother's day because she takes care of me too right Michelle um, love all the moms out there and for all that they've done for for people that love the outdoors uh, happy Mother's Day to you uh, throughout the generations they've put up with with coffee being made at four o'clock in the morning with uh you know maybe some night crawlers We were telling the story with my mom last week about opening up in the fridge and there's night crawlers crawling around or maybe some fish that uh Just didn't get uh, put away quite right. (laughs) So, a happy Mother's Day. All things considered, we love you, moms, and happy Mother's Day. Uh, We still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Brew & Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Brew & Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So, we break out a podcast extra for you. Each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockill. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator. And she connects with uh, the people in the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides. To give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week?
1: Thanks, Doug. Warm days will help warm water temperatures, but some of our cool nights aren't cooperating as much. So while anglers are trying Devil's Lake, walleye success remains slow and limited. The better success seems to be in shallower water, perhaps trying along the west side of Devil's Lake. However, on a bright note, a few more white bass are showing up. Nothing furious by any means, but occasionally one's showing up, so that's encouraging. It's really a matter of consistent weather to warm water temperatures and days when it's not blowing so hard and fishing should start to improve overall, plus when walleye get out of their post-spawn lull. Reports are also limited from Jamestown and Pipestem Reservoirs as well as Spiritwood Lake. Look for a little walleye and bass activity in the upper end of Lake Ashtabulia around Sibley, the bridges, and even the fader creeks if they have any water. Work shallow and 4 to 8 feet with jigs and minnows. Lake Ashtabula itself remains below its normal spring elevation, which could be a common theme among lakes this summer. Out west, a lot of anglers continue working the Missouri River south of Bismarck-Mandan, but the bigger fish are now coming farther north from boats. Also try shore fishing around the Hesket plant at night, casting crankbaits or using floaters with minnows or nightcrawlers. The tail race, however, remains slow for walleye from both boat and shore, but the wingwells are offering little activity, so at least that's something. And look for some pike from shore as well. Up on Lake Sakakwea, the east end slowed for walleye, probably spawn-related. But the intriguing thing is anglers are finding 3 to 5-pound salmon along the pumping plant on the west side of the U.S. Highway 83 embankment. That's on the east end of the Sakakawea. Walleye slowed from that area, but it seems the salmon have found it now. Try further west around Douglas Bay on the north shore or Beulah and Beaver Bays on the south shore for walleye, though. And the Lake Sakakawea midsection is also still slow for walleye, and again, we can probably blame that post-spawn lull. Turkey hunting reports are also light, but it seems the birds are still a little uncooperative. And just a reminder, the light goose conservation order this spring season ends May 10th, and turkey season closes May 16th. Appreciate
0: that report. That is Pat Stockdale. And she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri.
2: One of our favorite guests... Gentlemen, we have dubbed as the uh, Gone Outdoors Living Off the Land expert, Mr. Andy Holt. And, you know, lo and behold, right about the time you think that uh, you've learned all you can from a guy, he sits down and uh, opens a whole other book and a whole other chapter of things that you can do in the outdoors. Andy, welcome back to Gone Outdoors.
3: Hey, thank you guys so much for having me on
2: and for our listeners you know we mentioned in the first segment that we spent a little time down at uh down at hunting camp there in the Minnesota river valley and and we were able to sit down with Andy and and have some really really great conversation and you, you know Andy brought along this this ramp pesto and you know if you're like me what what is ramp pesto I, most of us have maybe never heard of it and uh, anyway, it's just absolutely delicious stuff. And it was all collected out in the wild, out in the outdoors. Andy, share with our listeners just a little bit, because we've been so excited to have you come on and, and, and share a little of your knowledge of this. What are ramps? What are they? Where are they? How do you find them, et cetera?
3: Yeah, so ramps doesn't even make you think of a plant when somebody says the word ramp, right? You're not even thinking about a plant, but they are a leafy green um, that really smell and taste like kind of a milder garlic and onion. And, and because of that, they can be used in place of garlic, in place of onion, or in conjunction with. Uh, and it just makes them super versatile. They are a shade-loving plant that loves, like kind of low moist ground uh and they're just super valuable for anybody trying to get out and experience some wild food and super versatile
4: you know andy uh correct me if i'm wrong but i think ramps are considered wild leeks uh yes that's definitely another word yep yep for sure some of our listeners may be uh familiar with the term leeks you know they're they're not super popular but they are available in some in some uh, locations, in some uh, stores where you can go out and buy them. And the fact that we can go out and pick these, it you know, it just amazes me. And after having that ramp pesto, I immediately figured out that I need to figure out where I can get some because that stuff was <laughs> literally amazing. It was so good. So It is so one good. The, it
3: is so versatile.
4: Yeah. Before we get into... Where they can find them. Let's talk a little bit about one of the things I thought was really cool is the fact that you talked about sustainable harvests that once you do find them, you got to be very careful on how you pick them because they're not like a mushroom. They'll keep coming back in the same spot year after year after year after year, as long as you treat them properly
3: yeah that 's for sure and here 's another one of those things where if you add value to something, people care right you know, so if you were just you know doing a project or something you didn 't know what this was, you wouldn 't care, but they are kind of a vulnerable, kind of a fragile plant they 're fairly selective on where they grow, they need some real shade. They need, you know, nice wet ground. You know, it's kind of crazy um, and almost backwards in a way when you're out and you see these things. And the ones like underneath the log or in thick brush will be much bigger, healthier plants than the ones out with less competition, more sunlight. You know, you would typically think of that in reverse for most plants. But they just really love the shade. Um, but you have to... Make sure that you're not over-harvesting, and one of the, you know, main ways you can do that is to just take leaves, not bulbs. It can take up to seven years for that bulb to form, and if you're just taking the leaf, it can regrow that leaf much faster. If you take the bulb, you know, it has to start the whole process all over from a seed in that spot.
2: Okay, so Andy, um, Gone Outdoors, uh, our listening area goes from southern Canada down into Iowa and, and Nebraska, Are these plants, these ramps or wild lakes, are they found throughout that range or is there specific geographic areas where people might go out and look for them?
3: I I think they're pretty much in that whole listening listening area. I think what you really got to find is these kind of low, thick, wet, shady areas is really what you're looking for. A lot of times... You know people will be out like fishing a creek or you know going along the riverbank doing something else fishing or and they'll kind of stumble into this and you can really smell it in the air like you'll smell this kind of arnie garlicky thing and then you'll realize maybe you're even in acres of these things and then <clears throat> people end up filling their lunch box all their pockets anything they can find while they're doing that um because it is just such a cool find
4: you know andy You know, one of the things that I think is just super, super cool about these is, like you said, that they taste kind of like an onion, they taste kind of like a garlic, and you can use them for a lot of different things. And you had made this ramp pesto, which was literally to die for, um, but there's other things you can do with it, too.
3: Yeah, definitely. You know, we we like to dehydrate it and then so you can dehydrate it and then either like use a mortar and pestle or you can use a food processor to then process those dehydrated ramps into flakes or into powder that you can use for seasoning. Or you could just kind of break up the leaves and then toss them into soup and, and let them rehydrate. Another real main thing that people do is make ramp butter. So they're kind of letting butter warm up a little bit and kind of mashing it out. And then they're taking like chopped and blanched ramps and working it in and kind of making like a spreadable ramp butter and you can even freeze that butter for months maybe doesn't keep as long as the pesto does frozen but it's still a great way to preserve it
2: that is interesting so Andy one more question that I have and and that just comes back to that the idea of foraging right and and with foraging timing is always so critical whether it's uh you know, whether it's maple syrup, whether it's mushrooms, whether it's, uh, I'm a—I'm certain that these ramps fit into that same type of uh, a scenario. What is the window where people can go out and find these and harvest them? Is it year round? Is it just during a, a certain period of time or, or when would that be?
3: Yeah, you're definitely looking at spring, but it's not a super short thing. You know, they're generally available until the other, you know, things in the area get nice and and tall, like the other weeds and stuff. And not necessarily that they're necessarily gone right away then, but they'll be a lot harder to find. And then also once, once, you know, you start getting towards summer and the the sun really comes and kind of blanches them out and, and kills them back. But, you know, early spring, especially to find and locate your patch, they're like one of the first green things in the area. So, you know, it's not something like morale hunting where you're just picking right on through. It can be like even at the speed of riding a bike through the woods and you'll, you know, kind of see a patch. It might be the size of a desk. It might be the size of a football field. And you'll see this green out there and it'll be the first green thing in the woods. It might not be ready quite yet, but then you can mark your patch, you know, either physically or like on a GPS type unit and then come back and get them as they get a little bit bigger.
2: That's uh, that's very helpful because, um, you know, all of this the, these little nuggets of information, you put that puzzle together and you go out and that's going to bring success for folks who want to give this a try. Andy, uh, I so appreciate you spending some time with us. I appreciate your expertise. And I know that this is not going to be the last new outdoor experience that we're going to learn from you that we're going to share with your Uh, With our listeners, your listeners, Um, just really quick before we go, Andy, what's next on the list of foraging?
3: The next thing will probably be morels. There's already a few people in the southern part of the state of of Minnesota, I should say, uh, starting to find just a couple of morels. But, you know, within the next couple of weeks, for sure, depending on the weather, you know, they'll start to pop and, and give us a chance to kind of get them right around kind of that Minnesota fishing opener area. And there'll be morels and, you know, quickly following them. There's plenty of other mushrooms that ca- can come on early. You know, you can start to get the pheasant backs pretty early and the oysters pretty early too. Um, but like the oysters, those will last through the summer or for sure in the fall again. But yeah, definitely morels next. And then some of the other mushrooms that kind of follow in that.
2: Thank you, Andy. Thanks for spending some time today. We appreciate it.
3: Thank you guys for having me on.
2: Well, it is going to wrap things up
0: for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at KFGO.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.